This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The last full day of the Trump administration added a little regulatory intrigue to a long-running issue. The Departments of Agriculture and Health and Human Services have signed a Memorandum of Understanding on the Regulation of Agricultural Animal Biotechnology. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said it offers a clear path on regulatory framework. However, Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Stephen Hahn said the agency does not support the MOU, which would give USDA oversight of pre-market reviews through post-market food safety for animals modified or developed using genetic engineering. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. A push to move toward electric vehicles has been met with dismay from the biofuels and oil industries, but a biodiesel leader says that doesn't have to be the case. I'd like to remind everyone that the push toward EVs is not built around the desire for more electricity, but rather the desire to reduce carbon. And that is a good discussion for biomass-based diesel to be a part of. Just as California found out over 10 years ago, the path to electric vehicles is a long one, and heavy-duty diesel engines with their multitude of duty cycles are not going to be easy to electrify. That's Donnell Rehagen, the CEO of the National Biodiesel Board, speaking at the group's annual conference today. After his remarks, Rehagen told reporters of a need for a diesel education process for consumers and policymakers alike. I guess because most people in the country don't really have a relationship with a diesel engine, it's, it's a little bit outside of the normal conversation. So it's good for us uh, as a trade association, as an industry, to remind people about how much uh, our transportation of goods uh, really relies on diesel. I don't care whether it's uh, over-the-road trucks, whether it's trains. All of those are, are big, massive consumers of diesel fuel. He says on the bright side, the industry's near-term prospects look a little better than some other biofuels since its mileage didn't drop as much throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Soybean trade with China is looking up, and traders believe the purchases are being used to feed a growing livestock herd rather than build up their stocks. Jim Sutter with the U.S. Soybean Export Council says the country's recovery from African swine fever looks to be nearly complete. We believe that today we're back to 90 percent or higher of where we were pre-ASF in terms of both sow population and uh, livestock herd, you know, the growing herd of, of pigs. And we think that that'll be back up to 100 percent in the first quarter of 2021, which we're, we're now in. So probably by the end of this quarter... We should be there. There's more from Sutter, including a look at the view of U.S. soybeans by foreign buyers in this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Finally today, language in the December government funding bill includes a provision critical to the livestock industry. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Livestock marketers are working with the Department of Agriculture as it interprets a new law to protect producers from dealer payment defaults. Dealer Statutory Trust, a provision in the omnibus spending bill, was signed into law in December. Livestock Marketing Association's Chelsea Good says if a livestock dealer failed to pay a seller, producers now have the legal right to get their livestock back. One really interesting thing about Dealer Statutory Trust is it really doesn't need any uh, regulations to be developed underneath it. It it is uh, something that's kind of a ready-built law. So we've already... uh, 
visited with USDA, and there are probably a couple interpretation pieces that they're working on. Good says USDA will likely not have to create a rule, but will take other actions. Dealer's statutory trust is modeled after the existing Packer statutory trust. DST would protect producers and livestock auction markets who sell livestock to dealers who fail to pay. Good did not anticipate delays with the change in administrations. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 330 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.